welcome to Blind Guys Chat, where this guy, Oren O'Neill. Hello. And this guy, Jan Bloom. Hello. And this guy, Stuart Lawler. Hello. Talk about the A to Z of life. Hello, and you are very, very welcome to episode 45 of Blind Guys Chat. And straight away, we have to inform you that one of our team is missing. Uh, he's not MIA. It's not me. It's I'm not, here. No, Stuart is here. <laughs> Hi. Claude is here. Hello. Uh, but we do think that uh, Mr. Jan Bloom is, is still watching the Monaco Grand Prix because he can't believe how it finished. Um, oh. So he's probably re-watching it and re-watching it just to make sure the result was the result. Probably himself and Tico are wondering, how did that happen, Dad? I saw, I saw Jan <laughs> in the office about six hours ago with two bottles of beer. Oh, the jacuzzi. That's so I'm a bit worried about him, to be honest with you. Well, <laughs> as long as he doesn't drink all the beer, that's okay. Yeah. So in the meantime, we are going to inveigle uh, Cloda to take part in the whole show, not just the emails. So Cloda, you are very, very welcome to step in. So maybe Thank if you. you could do a bit of a Dutch accent every now and again. We're just I'm not very good at accents. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Nay. <laughs> nay, 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 <laughs> nay, 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 nay. <laughs> I know that's mean. Poor Al Jan. Oh, poor Al. No, nothing poor about him. He's watching a Grand Prix. He's forgotten. We miss you, Jan. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you, my child. Well, I got to, I got to start because Clodagh's never been asked this question. Can you believe this, Ooh. Stuart? Yeah. Hey, hey Clodagh, how's the Hello. weather been in Dublin? It's been lovely, actually. Today it's was my a perfect. lovely day. It was gorgeous. It was um, really sunny. There was a few little clouds and. It was what, fourteen degrees? Which Yeah, it was freezing. I like I like fourteen degrees. I think that's a good, nice, moderate, not too hot kind of situation. Yeah, loved it. I've been to Frankfurt since I since I talked to you guys last and uh, oh, yes, went, went last week with oh, yeah, a couple of uh, former colleagues, uh, friends and former colleagues from my previous work. And uh, we got off the plane in Frankfurt at about eight PM and there was this wall of heat. I mean it was hotter than Lanzarote. <laughs> And getting wow. off, like, and it was so. And then the next day, we went down to this little bar by the river and sat down, and it was just gorgeous. And then there was a big thunderstorm that night. Wow. It, it clear, was very, very humid. It clear the air. Yeah. How's yeah. your German? Um, my German should be a lot better because my godson is German, and the whole idea was we were going to learn German at the same time when he was born. He's Aww. now eleven, Cloda, and he has okay. better, probably better English than me. Than you. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a terrible thing to say. So did you actually tour any part of Frankfurt or did you just tour a couple of bars? Um, we kind of walked around. We, we went to a few bits and pieces. Frankfurt won the, the Europa League the, the night we were there, the first night. So the next day, the team were coming home. So a lot of the main centre of the city was sealed off. There was a lot of uh, police presence and big uh, cordons around oh. certain areas. But we went to and a lovely market. thought it was just for you. Uh, yeah, I thought they were <laughs> closing the whole place for us. But well, we went to the lovely market, went to some nice bars, got some nice grub, and uh, came back feeling uh, well rested. But it must be nice too, because when you were saying you were going to Frankfurt, I think in the last podcast, it must have been nice to just not have to do any kind of work this time. And this is probably one of the first times you've ever got to see a city that you've been there a few times, but uh, you've always had to work at. Yeah, it was very peculiar, actually, just thinking about, you know, the Site City event, which is, co- of course, normally takes place around that time and now is uh, went online this year. But, we, you know, we hope it'll be back next year in all its glory in Frankfurt. The Sheraton Airport Hotel has been uh, done up and that's where it's, go- it's going to return to, I believe, next year. So here's hoping. Can I, can I go to that? Of course, yes, you, of can. course you can. Course you course don't you have can. to ask my permission, Orin. You can yeah, go wherever you want. We go together. Romantic holiday. Oh, oh, yeah, at Sight City. Yeah, Sight City. Okay. <laughs> so where else have you been this week? Because I know you have been somewhere else. Because you're just, you're like Jan. You're just a jet uh, Well, I, yeah, I was in Sheffield uh, for work. And I suppose oh, this brings me, this brings me, to, I went to the Crucible. I played a bit of snooker as well while <laughs> I was there. Did you win? Uh, I did. Yeah, I did. But this brings me actually, uh, Oren, uh, we were chatting about queues in airports it's a bit of a topical thing especially if you're in yeah. Ireland at the moment there's been a lot of stuff lot on the news stuff, about yeah. uh, the queues in Dublin airport in particular so interestingly when um, when we were going to Frankfurt and I was with two friends of mine we didn't uh, have any uh, we didn't you know, we just travelled on our own 
So I didn't book anything in advance, any assistance. And we was with the guys and they said, it's, it says queue time of 50 minutes. And I said, oh, 15 minutes is not bad. They said, no, 50, 50. five zero. I said, oh, right. <laughs> and sure enough, it was. Uh, this week, I was traveling on my own. The people uh, from the assistance desk were saying to me that really, they're so busy and there's so few of them you're going to be waiting regardless whether you're waiting wow. at the assistance desk for someone to come and then you're probably also going to wait at the queues at security because they just can't skip them there's too, there's too much oh really, so, really? yeah because that yep. used to be the best thing That's about the getting thing. the, the no. assistance is that you so can skip all the queues they can bring you into the family lane there's a, a sort of an express lane for families yeah. but he was saying to me that is even so busy and coming back on friday wow. uh, in birmingham airport it was manic it was so busy. So I think the advice is like, come, just go earlier and earlier and you will be waiting for assistance at the desks. They've, they've very few staff. Um, one of the guys in Dublin told me that a lot of people are off sick. And I said, is that because of COVID still? And he said, no, lots of people are finding it very difficult to deal with passengers because they're getting a lot of abuse and walking Ooh, off the oh job. Wow. I, I find that really that's like it's terrible upsetting. if that's the case. Um, look, I know everybody is fi finds travel, people find travel stressful, but if people are walking off the job because mm. they, they're getting abused from passengers, that's not good. You no. Know? No. There's no excuse for that kind of behavior. No. There is no excuse for treating. There may be staff, but there's no reason to treat people badly. I really don't like that. Mm. No, and I believe somebody, I saw something on our one of the news channels this evening here, and they were saying it was really bad, I think, to, uh, earlier on this morning. Yeah, Do you know what the answer, you know what the answer outside, is, though? Uh, get more staff. <laughs> get more staff, but don't fly out of Dublin, fly out of Shannon. No, don't be telling Yes, you guys are big fans of Shannon, aren't you? Yeah. That. It's bliss, I'll tell you. Yeah, but if everybody flies out of Shannon, then the queues in Shannon will be <laughs> as bad as they are in Dublin, so don't tell anybody. <laughs> no, is it true? No, fly Did out you? of Belfast, folks. That's the best place to fly out. <laughs> is, it, is, is it true that Shannon, you don't have to put all your stuff in a clear plastic no. They have a yeah. better scanning system uh, than and they do in Dublin. And you can bring liquids. Yeah. You can bring liquids through. You can bring your bottle of water or whatever. They've got a very fancy um, security system there. Yeah, it's a little um, scanner thing. You kind of, it's odd because uh, uh, you kind of spread your legs and your arms out. Right. Um, and then it does a whole kind of body, body scan, scan. And then you yeah. just hop off and he says... Don't forget your drugs, sir. And I said, oh, is that very much. Yeah. Is that like the machine <laughs> that you stand up, like you step up into it? Yeah. It's like an yeah. x-ray machine. Yeah. That's no, funny, no, right? No, you don't step into oh, it, no. but it's, it's, it's basically, no, you've got, there's two little footprints on the, on the floor and you're supposed to put your feet on the footprints. Okay, no. And then hold your arms out away from your body. Because in Frankfurt, Clodagh, they had a thing, I guess like a box, you step into it and you stand in it and then you come out the other side and it x-rays mm. you. So I stepped in and my... Well, I think that's called a shower. <laughs> one of the guys I was traveling with was trying to, you know, uh, line me up in this thing. And there was obviously a guy at security talking in German to someone else. And then he goes, no, move it. You move him. Take him. And then take him, your man, take my, friend, my friend said <laughs> to me, oh, Stuart, you have, you have to come out. So basically what they meant was, no, you can't be like lining him up. We're going to have to do a body search on him. He can't go in there. So Jesus. they okay. had to search me. That's very um, TSA in the, in America styley. Yeah, it was very so, funny. So wow. I couldn't go into the. I think it's called a body scan. Uh, yeah, that's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. You're supposed to put your feet exactly on these and little footprints, and yes, basically, yeah. this guy said to Oren, "Spread your legs," and he did, and he just happened to land on the right, right. spot, which is <laughs> a pure <laughs> fluke, really. Because <laughs> I was going, "How am I going to do this? Like, how am I yeah. going to?" Gonna yeah. have to go left a bit, right a bit. Like I'm really bad at that stuff. Or it's like the one in I think it's Heathrow where they where they take a picture of you, um, and they match it with your passport, and they say like, look at look um, look directly at the camera. I don't know where the camera is. Like, Open your eyes. Okay. It's always a bit, <laughs> bit weird. I, I don't know where you are, but anyway. Okay. God, this is very depressing altogether. We miss Jan. Jan anyway, cheers us move. up. Yeah, yeah. Cheers. Jan, Jan, come back. back. Quick. Well, you better come back for our guest because we've got a guest to talk to oh. uh, later on, and I, and I need you to do something for me, Stuart, while while we're talking to to our guest. Yeah, I'm going to go see Hector because I've I, he asked me to meet him. So I'm, anyway, I'll pop down. I thought he got that. the bin. I thought he was gone. No, he he's that. He's back. He's he on a holiday. To clean his jacuzzi or something. Probably something like that. Uh, are we any Braille news coming up uh, in, in, in the next few weeks? Because we well, haven't talked about Braille in a little while. 
Orin, we actually do because oh. the um, International Council on English Braille, that's ICEB, are holding their midterm uh, executive meeting next week. Um, so if you remember, we actually talked about ICEB, would you believe, in October 2020. Yeah. They were holding their uh, General Assembly online. This time, it, the uh, the midterm event was meant to be in Canada, and we really thought, sorry, not I, because I wasn't going to be going, but in general, we thought that people would be in Canada for the event. Sadly, hasn't happened with COVID. Mm. It was felt that we should keep it online. So next week, it is starting on um, Sunday the 5th of June, and it's running until Thursday the 9th. In this part of the world, in uh, Ireland and the UK, it's from 9 p.m. to 12 midnight. Or in Jan's part of the world, it's from 10 p.m. Wow. to 1 a.m. on Zoom. Um, and a few things to, to mention. There's going to be a Braille, Braille technology session on uh, Wednesday the 8th. Oh, but on brilliant. Tuesday the 7th, yeah. there's a lady coming along who's done some research on a gentleman by the name of Charles Barbier. Mm. Charles Barbier was the predecessor to Louis Braille. He invented oh. these raised tactile uh, large print letters that soldiers used to use to read at night in the dark. Kind of a early version of embossing, is it? Yeah, sort of. So I think the idea was they could read um, when the lights, you know, in the dark and they, w- and they wouldn't need lights to be turned on. So it was raised print. And then Louis obviously came and took this to the next step with Braille. But she's done a lot of research on Braille and on the how Braille started. And she is um, going to um, break a few myths about Braille, which I'm kind of interested in. We should get her on the podcast beforehand. So she can break a few myths before she announces it to the whole world. Before she announces it to the Braille Braille (laughs) world. Not sure you have much time. That's in a couple of weeks' time, isn't it? That's next week. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, basically that's what's happening. Uh, there'll be a music, te- there'll be a Braille music session. There'll be Braille and technology. There'll be code maintenance. There'll be uh, country reports, which is always interesting. Hearing about what different countries are doing with Braille have been doing in the last two years. Um, and there'll be some updates on um, ICEB itself. And there'll be some uh, announcements for the next General Assembly in 2024, which I believe is going to be in Australia. Oh, wow. So, wow. Wow. We should start our crowdfunding page right now. Absolutely. We all need to go. I think we should <laughs> like, bring Claire Whelan as well. Yeah. Oh, I'd love we that. Bring Claire. God bless Claire. Yeah. Yeah. We love Claire. She could guide She's us around. Yeah. She could. Yeah. Claire's been to Australia for a kangaroo for <laughs> getting around. We could sit on the back. It'd be a bit far for poor little Cassie to go, wouldn't it? Oh, poor old Cass. Um, But if anyone is interested in attending, uh, so if you're an observer, you're welcome. Observers from all participating countries are welcome, and indeed outside, uh, can go to iceb.org, and there's information on the main page about the midterm executive meeting. But definitely it's a great way just to get a snapshot of what's going on in the Braille world and hear from people who are doing this stuff every day um, in terms of what's happening. So four, uh, five nights starting from next Sunday on Zoom and people can kind of dip in and out of, of each night. You don't need to stay for the whole thing. Just pop in and out to whatever interests you. You can email blindguyschat at gmail.com or tweet us at blindguyschat if you've any comments or questions. Time for our guest now, ladies and gentlemen, and we are thrilled to have uh, a lady that I've wanted to have on the show for quite some time. Siobhan Long is from Enable Ireland and she runs the National Assistive Technology Service in Enable Ireland. Siobhan, how are you doing? Hello, Oren. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Well, as we say to most of our guests, you might not yeah. keep that in about 20 minutes' time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hi, uh, Javon. Uh, welcome to this podcast. Hi, Jan. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah. We're trying to do a little bit more research for our guests now. We don't like doing it on Blind Guys Chat. No. Because uh, we're lazy. But, I yeah. mean, the things you are doing, uh, you have done is unbelievable and i just i'm going to pick one thing out of it just out of the hat immediately uh about the loan bank you yeah. came you developed a loan bank where people could uh use assistive technology or try out assistive technology before they decided to purchase how, did that, right. how did that work 
Yeah. Well, Oren, I suppose what we, we, we learned from our own experience and from also international research is that quite a high proportion of assistive technology is abandoned by users, or at least it used to be abandoned. And a lot of the research was telling us that the reasons for abandonment were often either lack of training or a poor match between the user's needs and the technology. So, you know, access to something to trial it before you would buy it seemed, you know, a bit of a no-brainer, really. And we were lucky enough at the time, this is going back about 12 years, that um, the National Rehabilitation Hospital, NCBI and Enable Ireland came together to uh, create a loan library online that would serve all three organisations. So that was the, the, the start. Um, it was a really exciting project. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it didn't, uh, it wasn't possible to get sustainable funding for all three service providers. So, um, but we were in a position where we could continue to operate the loan library. And that's what we've done. And in fact, we're, we've been growing it steadily um, in the intervening years. And it's now a very central component of the service that we offer yeah. in assistive technology. And how d- does it work then uh, in a way? Because can you apply then for a certain uh, device, for example, a, a braille display or a, a CCTV? And well, then uh, you will buy it for, for for me and then I can try it? Yeah, and you've got too much technology already. Stop, stop trying to get <laughs> me. Yeah, okay, okay. But, but I, I was asking it for my neighbor, you know. You never know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I'll tell you, the way it works basically is that we, we have a website which oh. is available for people to view all of the products that we we have. Membership of the loan library, however, is currently limited to staff who are in Enable Ireland. We're in the process of expanding it to um, other staff across other service providers, but that's not quite ready yet. Um, So the, the clinician or the carer or the special needs assistant or the personal assistant can go online with the prospective AT user, view the products, and then request the loan device that they want. If there's something that they're aware of that they want to try that they don't see on the loan library, they can contact us and we will, if we have the funds, we will purchase that device for them to trial. Okay. Uh, they can then borrow the device for four weeks. Um, ah, okay, and that's good. You know, they can, we're looking now at extending the loan period for um, certain circumstances. But the reason that we don't loan directly to end users is that we are very aware that Many devices need setup and training. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That you was know, my second question as well. Because how do you uh, take care of that? Yeah, well, that's why the it's it's got to be a staff member who you know we provide a whole range of other training. So you know they have a responsibility to ensure oh, that yeah. they they uh, you know participate in training programs and that they skill up sufficiently to be able to support the user during the trial period. Oh, that's a good initiative. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and it, you know we we really have found that about a third of the devices borrowed are proven to be not suitable and a second okay. round of loans might be pursued at that point. But that shows us that you know a third we we've already then saved the exchequer um yeah. in terms of of you know not purchasing um inappropriate equipment. So yeah. We, yeah. not going to work. And, uh, yeah. on uh, on what fields is it more in low vision or in blindness um are, are the devices not not no, really yeah it's it's more around physical access oh. but also around um we do have items absolutely for blind and low vision but okay our 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 history as a service provider has been in yeah. the domain of physical disability and multiple disabilities oh, so okay so wheelchairs etc well no digital it's all digital oh, oh, it's all digital. Okay, yeah. okay. so we don't loan loan low-tech devices but uh, we are expanding all the time because thankfully disability services are um, very much reaching out now across um, all abilities and so we would for example have many more um, apps and devices that might meet the needs of somebody with autism or with um, learning challenges of one kind or another um, as well as physical access issues. We know that there are 650,000 people in Ireland with a disability that was from the last census, census yeah 650,000 that's quite a that's a, a lot of a people yeah. it's about yeah. 13% of the population and that doesn't even include older people many of whom would also benefit from the same technologies as they yeah. age so we yeah. know that you know the services are reaching 
a very tiny proportion of the people who need to have access actually to assistive technology. Uh, what's the assistive technology course that you run? Because I know that's accredited, isn't it? That's right. We have a Foundations in Assistive Technology program that we run annually, sometimes twice annually. It's accredited by Technological University Dublin. Um, through their School of Engineering and Built Design, they've been a huge supporter of our work. Um, and that course is now delivered so totally online since covid um, wow. it, it would have been delivered um, on a face-to-face -face basis yeah. in Microsoft, uh, partially, and then with the rest of the content online. But it's now wholly online, and all participants have access to our loan library for the duration of the course. And I presume because it's now online, it, it's much more successful, is it? Because face-to-face it, -face can be sometimes difficult for... For people to, to get to absolutely venues or an yeah yeah i mean it, it's it's really helped to level the playing pitch in terms of of access because geography is no longer a barrier accessible transport isn't a, an issue so as mm. long as somebody has an internet connection they're good to go and it has been great we've delivered it not just here in ireland but also in the middle east actually um in Qatar. uh we we delivered it physically on site a number of years ago and last year um, and the year before, we had participants from Qatar. We, in fact, delivered a dedicated course solely for uh, Qatar participants um, wow. in December okay. 2020. And that proved very successful, I presume? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's all about just trying to share knowledge and skills and and learning from one another you know we we don't claim that we have the the last word when it comes to assistive technology we're constantly learning because the technology is changing as you as you know all the time so that's not a bad complaint to have um, my key i suppose philosophy would be i may not know the answer but i know where to go to find out and i think yeah. that's what i would yeah. try to encourage participants to you know remember that they don't because what we cover this year in the course will be superseded to, to, to varying degrees next year um, and as long as you know where to go to get the updated information i think you know that's really the most important thing uh, we we learned you have a nice relationship with microsoft well, can you uh, share a little bit about that with uh, us uh sure yeah, yeah i'm looking for a new computer yeah uh, yeah me too yeah windows well, 11 that was a shining you know to, to be fair to be fair to microsoft um the partnership we've had with them has it dates right back to, to the year 2000 so we're oh. now in our 22nd year of that partnership wow. and what started out as primarily a financial support has evolved into something so much more diverse and much richer. So um, over those years, for example, since about 2003, they have hosted our annual foundations course and our annual graduation. Um, but in more recent times, they've really, particularly since the publication of our um, assistive technology for people with disabilities and older people, a discussion paper, which we yeah. published in 2016, since then, uh, since we lined out a strategy for developing an AT ecosystem in Ireland, Microsoft have really gotten behind that in a very big way. And for example, late last year, they used their international hackathon to uh -huh. develop the first phase of the assistive technology passport, which is something we feel very passionately about. And their work on that with us really ah. provided us with the foundations that then led to us securing a HSC Create grant, which well, we yeah. now have. Tell us more um, about this passport. Yeah, because yeah. passport, what is that? That's, uh, okay. Is yeah, it EU compatible or, uh, or is it <laughs> well, uh, globally hopefully, or whatever? Hopefully globally, ultimately, Jan. Our, our okay, sites okay. Are, are nothing if not immodest. But, <laughs> okay, um, okay, okay. <laughs> basically, I suppose what we see right now is that most people who need assistive technology cannot get their hands on it either because they don't know about it or there isn't a service available to them and they can't purchase it um, they may not be in a position to purchase it privately so the assistive technology passport is what will be what a passport is which is um, a license to travel if you like um, license an, to an, travel. an enabler you know to allow somebody to download an app onto their phone or their device um, to identify first of all assistive technology information because I'm not sure if you're aware but the, there is no central portal here in Ireland about assistive technology if yeah. you want to find out you know about AT you have to scramble to get that information yeah. and well, ironically that's everywhere. That's, yeah. everywhere that's true but in Ireland this, the citizens information service 
shut down Assist oh. Ireland um, in 2019, which was, I'm, I'm still upset over that three years later. That was the only national um, assistive technology website at the time and they closed it down. You know, I mean, it beggars belief. So our, our thinking is, if first of all, people need to get access to solid information. They then, if with that information, many of them will actually be in a position where they can self-identify their needs. Um, and f- for those who are not in that position, we want them to be able to access um, further information, advice, perhaps by phone, by email, by yeah. using chatbots. And then failing that, if that's not sufficient, that they can request an assessment through the app um, to enable them to identify their AT needs. The person, when they transition from one phase of their life to another, so let's say from school to college, Mm. or or maybe school or college to employment, that they basically can share that information with their tutors, with their employer, um, and not have these gaps, these inordinately lengthy gaps between the different phases of their lives. You know, and, and what about then the privacy, etc.? Because you uh, uh, is that then also tackled? Because nowadays it's also yeah a, a, a big issue. You know that you yeah. want to GDPR, yeah. yeah GDPR. That's very yeah, good. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Thank you. Uh, okay. No, of course that is central. I mean that's central to the work that will be undertaken this year now oh, by yeah. the technical partner in partnership with us. Uh, uh-huh. To but we've only barely started this project, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've a lot of work to do, but clearly um, information will be shared only by consent, you know, ah, so the, yeah, the okay. user yeah, will yeah. choose oh, this, this, yeah, to, yeah, yeah, to yeah, share yeah. or not. But we've, we've yeah. seen very good precedence of this. For example, in the NHS in the UK, there is a health app that yeah. does enable um, patients to see all of, to access all of their medical data and to share it with additional personnel according to their wishes yeah. and and priorities so no, it can be done very good yeah because here in the netherlands sometimes you know you you, you need to prove uh, every time again that you are uh, blind or the, uh, for, for, for uh, certain passes and and badges etc but but uh, with this passport then yeah people can see it's all that information is yeah, there yeah, it's yeah, all there. Available. And, uh, and yeah. yeah so um, Fantastic. Yeah, yeah it would be very good yeah so uh, yeah. yeah i'm i'm for that yeah very good thanks so, guys so, uh, i mean there's there's a lot of work you know i mean i'm yeah. Not yeah. saying for a minute that it's ready to roll it's not we're ah. we're really embarking on it but we're very excited and we have four fantastic service providers collaborating okay. and supported by the Disability Federation of Ireland to to make this happen. You're also going to talk, in, uh, isn't it, in July uh, at the ICCHB yeah. uh, conference yeah. in, uh, in in Italy? I Where think. is it? Italy? That's right. That's right. Which, um, which town in Italy? Because in I was in Rome. I hope you... Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. But not <laughs> Rome. Not Rome. Well, actually, it's in Lecco on Lake Como. Uh, Jan, so not um, bad at all, I think. No, not a bad, not a bad <laughs> oh. destination indeed. No, although I, I will say to you, I, I yeah. firmly believe that all of these conferences should be hybrid because okay. the, the ah. financial, the transport, the accessibility challenges yeah. of traveling to any venue in a post COVID world are such yeah. that I don't believe that yeah. any conference should not have a hybrid. Yeah, we've been talking about to this it. too about different uh, different conferences and, and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. events. Yeah, we yeah, I'm kind of you of know, the same belief. Yeah, there should be availability yeah. uh, online for both. As, for both yeah, for, for both. people who want to attend, who can attend, and those people who can't yeah. attend, uh, and they should true. be able to attend online if they exactly. if they wish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just it, it's actually an accommodation that needs to be recognised as such. Do you know, but but yes. So we are going, and I I would say to you when you know all of the initiatives that we're talking about, none of these are possible without a fantastic team that I work with, and they really I have, I have the the good fortune to work with, um, a team of amazing. Um, assistive technology professionals and you know they bring all kinds of really rich skills to the mix so a number of us are traveling to um, ICCHP slash triple ATE lots of acronyms lots here of acronyms. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 sorry I'm lost but uh, no problem yeah. so triple ATE is the association for the advancement of assistive technology in Europe and that's 
the arm of the conference, I suppose, that we have applied to present at. And um, we will be presenting a number of papers, one on the assistive technology passport, another on our learning during COVID about the value of providing online assessment and support to students in schools, you know, and how teachers have been able to, to participate in assessment processes um, for the first time, really, because of the, okay. the convenience of doing it online. We will also be talking about a new assistive technology course for teachers and parents and special needs assistants, which is online, Good. that we've launched um, in the last month. Um, and we will also be talking about our virtual service, which is probably, along with the passport, the most innovative thing that's happening in Enable Ireland. And that's um, an amazingly empowering um, online service that is run very much in partnership with service owners themselves. Um, in fact, we create we have created twenty paid roles for service owners to co-design and deliver this this new online service since COVID. So, wow. and there's all kinds of learning that's emerged through that around yeah. how do we make sure that that all of those services are accessible and that whoever requires. Um, access technologies that they can get their hands on them. So, yeah. So it's it's. I suppose it's really nice to be able to bring some of that learning and to AAATE and also to it. It really does help us to to do the reflection bit because you know yourselves, yeah. you can be very busy forging ahead, doing this, doing that. But yeah, it, the chance to stop and actually look analyze what's happening, yeah. look back, see what's worked, what maybe didn't work, or how did we evolve? You know, they're, they're very important parts of the, the, the journey too. And so, so conferences like this help us and force us <laughs> to, to do this maybe more than we might otherwise because of the demands of frontline service delivery. Well, best of luck with that conference. Yeah. Um, Thank you. It's great that you're going to be there. I'm going to, I'm going to wrap up by asking your last question. Uh, <laughs> It's like mastermind or something. I sound like a mastermind. Yeah, you're going to win a prize here. Uh, but I, in your personal, your own personal life, Siobhan, you occasionally write for the Irish Times. You're a music critic. <laughs> I am. I am. Really? I didn't know you knew that, but yes, no. I am. Uh, we know everything in Blind Guys. Yeah, blind, oh, yeah. We don't prepare, but but we know <laughs> everything. <laughs> so you're, fa you're fascinated with music? Uh, any oh. particular genre? Well, I uh, now I write mostly on traditional music, but that's mm. not particularly oh. my my um, first love. To be honest with you, I love traditional music, but I also love blues. I love jazz. Actually, in the last ten years, jazz is much more in my frame as would be classical music. So you know, a rich mix. Just to be clear, because uh, Mr. Lawler isn't isn't here present for this recording, yeah. but just to be clear, you're not really into show tunes, correct? <laughs> Um, I'll plead the fifth. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Well, Siobhan, listen, I know we are tied for time, and thanks very much for yeah. joining us. If anybody wants to get in contact with you, what, what's uh, what's the email address or what's the what's the website yeah. that uh, we can yes. pass out on our, we put on our show notes as well? Thank you very much, guys. Um, my email is S long, S for Siobhan, L-O-N-G, all lowercase at enableireland.ie and a huge thanks to you both uh, I love your podcast I love your style and I really welcome the chance to just push and share information because I think we're all better when we work together thank you Siobhan you're very thank kind thank you very much yeah, hopefully we'll hear from you again absolutely yep. and have a great summer in uh, in Italy yeah. and then uh, yeah keep up the good yeah, work like thank yeah. you very much hey Jan Jan where are you going over Oh, for oh. goodness. He's gone, he's gone, he's gone. He's gone back to watch the ground. Oh. for goodness sake. Such a slacker. Guys, that was brilliant. <laughs> She's wow. brilliant, isn't she? That, that was, she, listen. She does, she, so, she does so much. I don't and she's so diplomatic. For the Irish Times. And so diplomatic, yeah. Yeah, I really, I really thought I had her on that one against the ropes there with the, uh, the old show. <laughs> no, shows, no, no, no. Can, can I just say, or because on, on a serious note, I think Siobhan Long, I, I've had the pleasure of knowing Siobhan for probably 20 years I'd say at this stage and wow. we've worked together on numerous projects she is she is a, a champion for all things um assistive technology and I think not just in Ireland but around the world and yeah. she has done so much to 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 fly the flag and to raise the cause I suppose for assistive technology and she's just 
I, I love how she does things. She's I love how so she gets things done. She's so enthusiastic about it. Yeah. You know, you can feel that uh, when we were talking to her. She's just, she loves she's what she's doing. She's passionate, yeah. She's really passionate. And uh, she was really good to give us that uh, that time. She was really against it because she had a meeting to go to. But she gave us uh, more time than we asked for. So thank you very much, Yvonne. We really do appreciate it. It was great to, to have that interview. We did want to have that for for a number for a number of years, I might as well say at this stage. <laughs> yeah, and you know, you, you you couldn't meet a nicer person. She's just a really nice person. So, th- and I'm I'm sorry I wasn't available for that. I was gone off to talk to Hector, and he has to. I have to go well back I and see him again. Hope later. the jacuzzi's all right now. You know. I think it's working again. I had to unplug it. Hector's like that jacuzzi's not uh, up <laughs> unplug oh. it and plug it in. Unplug and plug <laughs> it in. That's like. <laughs> I basically plugged it out, all the water drained out. I plugged it in, all the water filled up. So I presume it's working again. I hope he's running that thing off a solar panel. <laughs> Have you seen our no, electricity Hector. bills in Blind Guy's chat, Claudia? They're unbelievable. I know, I know. And you guys and don't even s- use the lights. It's we're crazy. supposed to be on the night rate. I can't afford any new runners or anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh stop we'll have to uh, b- hook our bikes up to the <laughs> grid or something yeah we need, we need <laughs> yeah, hamster uh, wheels. Solar hamsters yeah yeah, yeah. Hamsters. Uh, by the way folks thanks you thank you once again for those of you who are are donating a little tip for us we really do appreciate it uh, don't forget the email is blindguyschat at gmail.com but we really do appreciate the donations that you are giving us thank you so much mm, we, we love our listeners though don't we I, yes, I know we I do. kind of say All that, but we do we yeah, love we do. our listeners we yeah. do no, we, <laughs> we do, do. Uh, no, we're going to talk do. about TV Corner, and I'm gonna—I'm not going to start with you, Stuart. That's okay. Because I'm going to ladies start first, or it is ladies first, and, <laughs> and the reason I'm going to throw over to to Cloda is because she loves the Lincoln Lawyer, and I oh. don't. So I'm, I do can't I? get my head around it either. Well, you well, well, maybe you don't love it, <laughs> but you certainly didn't fall asleep last night when I uh, for the last I, one I find I it very did. hard to fall asleep, Warren, but actually it's a good <laughs> idea. Maybe I maybe start watching it in bed so I fall asleep a bit better. Do you know what? That's not fair. It's it's not bad. It's, um, there's the first series, or season I should say, has ten episodes. I don't know how we managed it, but we did actually manage to finish it last night. <laughs> I think I just got bored towards the end. Like, the last couple of episodes were like, ugh. Well, I, I have know. no idea how it ended. You fell asleep. You were snoring, my love, at the other end of the oh, couch. Oh, <laughs> I do that a bit. I, 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 I'm on episode three, I believe. One thing I found, Oren, I don't know if you have had a similar experience. I found the AD a bit, the, just the levels and yeah. it was a bit yeah. not great. It's not great. No, and what he's not. choosing to describe, for the most part, isn't bad. But there's some, like, some little in-jokes he's missing entirely. And he only said it once. This guy, it's called the Lincoln Lawyer because he has a bunch of different cars, uh, the brand name being Lincoln. And one of them is a convertible that belonged to his father. And there's a whole backstory about his father and his father was a lawyer and blah, blah, blah. And this is why he does what he does. But, um, and he has like a huge Lincoln SUV and he has a couple of, he has, I don't know how many of them, he has loads of them. But each of them has a... What do you call that thing when you've got a reg plate that's customised? A customised reg plate. A personalised personalised reg plate. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) That's hilarious. Okay, well, that thing. He has that thing. Um, But they're all all kind of funny. Like, he's he's a defence lawyer. So one of them is I walk him. And then there's another one uh, dismissed or something. Yeah. But they're like... I mean, it's not the funniest thing you've ever heard, and it's by no means a comedy, but <laughs> and it's a tad violent if you're not into that. I'm not particularly into that. So there's been a few gasps and shrieks from me, and Larry's oh, like, yeah. oh, what? What's wrong? What's wrong with Mammy? Because yeah. I'm Go very dramatic when I, I watch okay? these things. But um, but they, he hasn't bothered describing that, and I, I think it's like it's the only funny bit in it. So yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. They does miss a lot of that out. There's another one, isn't there? Didn't you say it's NT guilty, as in oh not yeah, guilty. NT like not guilty. Oh, right, yeah, very yeah. good. NT guilty. Very yeah, good. yeah. But I, I don't know. As a story, there's I don't know if I like it. No, I, in fact, I don't like it. I, 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 the book is probably better. I know you read the book, Stuart. Oh, I yeah. did read the book, and yeah, the book was good. But you see, there wasn't there a movie as well made of it. Oh, was there? Didn't Based know on that. the book, I think. Oh, so I, I think this is that. something slightly different. I, I know the cases in this are slightly different, but the characters are the same. Well, this was. Yeah, I mean, they, at, at the beginning, I thought, oh, this could be interesting, but it just it 
it, it was it was too drawn out. I think they could have done it in five episodes or six yeah. episodes. I think they just yeah. kind of dragged it out too much. Um, Nev Campbell is in it. She's the the first wife. He has two ex-wives, and they're in his uh, phone book, in his phone uh, contacts as first wife and second wife. So when his phone rings. Uh, it might say first that's wife, right and, and the second wife is the lady who works for him isn't it and she's yeah. going out with the the private investigator yeah. and we reckon that she still loves him the other thing we started watching last night and it was a film but we it was a bit boring so we decided not to and i can't remember was it called is it called a good liar and it's the a good film, liar yeah the good with helen mirren and ian, ian mckellen mckellen and it's a 2022 film 2019 2019 film and guess what no idea. have any audio description. Yeah, I'm not surprised. And we we gave up on it about what half yeah. an hour in. But I know you've got a you've got some views on Netflix and audio yeah, description now. Yeah, I I just seen lately three shows that have come on. One is called The Nest. One is called Roadkill, and one is called The Lie. They're all series. They're all from the UK. They're all from BBC, I do believe. I've watched mm. The Nest and Roadkill previously on a via BBC with audio description. They're both very good shows. But the audio description is not on Netflix. And I'm, I'm just wondering, <laughs> like, do they not buy, like, they don't even have to do the AD themselves. They can just buy the AD at the same time. Or is something missing in the communication with, say, in this case, Netflix yeah. and the BBC? Or do BBC not say, would you like the AD as well? I, I just wonder where is, wh what's missing? Uh, I'm not ask, expecting you to answer it, or I'm just generally music. Well, I, I, I think the, yeah, I, look, this is, this is an ongoing, as we are, talking to uh, Judy Dixon uh, many podcasts ago and Veronica Hicks. This mm. is still hasn't been sorted out where the audio description or even if you're if you're hard of hearing a subtitle file doesn't follow with the delivery of a program content to any broadcaster. And like in fairness to the BBC, uh, I'll just argue their case for for a moment. To the best of my knowledge, the BBC don't actually create any audio description themselves. So they farm that out to okay. a, another company in the UK. So Netflix would have to go to th that company in the UK to buy the audio description file. Now, like in terms of us, uh, RTE, we have done that for, for series that haven't arrived with audio description. So there's nothing to stop Netflix calling uh, the production house in uh, the UK and saying, excuse me, we're going to show this series that was on the BBC. Is there audio description available? Did you do it? And they can say yes or no. And if they say yes, then Netflix, who have, in fairness, quite a lot of money, it can't be. It, these files are are not humongous money to pay f to, to to purchase. Yeah. Mm. So yes, absolutely. Or alternatively, Netflix could go simply could go to the BBC and say, "Was there audio description? Who did it? Can we buy it?" You know, I I it's a failing of the of broadcasting at the moment. There needs to be some kind of I don't know if it's going to be legislation or what needs to be done, but. This idea that one company, one streaming service, one broadcaster will broadcast audio description and then it gets shown at a later date uh, by another streaming service and the audio description is not available. I think that's just a cop out at this stage. I, I think the problem is they don't see it as important. Yeah. And also they've no targets to meet. So, you know, Netflix don't Netflix, Amazon, Amazon Prime, even, you know, Apple. Uh, Hulu, mm. Disney Plus—they don't have any targets. They don't—they're not regulated by. Yeah. In Ireland, it's the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland. In in the UK, it's Comreg. I don't know what is mm. it. What is it? is it the FCC in I America? So I don't, America? I don't know. Yeah. As far as I know, they're yeah. not regulated. Therefore, they're not told you must. Well, they're broadcast private companies. Excellent. They are, are private. Not private, companies. like they're they they're are. floated companies, but yeah. like they—they have no. They're commercial entities. They have yeah. no. Um, public service duty. They anything. don't, but at the same time, if you look at the UK, just for an example, uh, when we started going down the, the AD route and, and seeing how much we, we had to produce and what the UK was producing, the BBC was well behind Sky and ITV, who are private companies and have 
under are under no obligation or were at that time. I'm not sure now. I think possibly maybe are. I'm not sure, but at the time I was looking at, which is only three, four, five years ago, ITV and Sky and Channel Four, they were all above the BBC in terms of audio description content. So That's somebody at that company, at those companies, was saying mm. we should value those those people who have mm. disabilities, not only for subtitling yeah. but also for audio description. So I, I was I was wondering if I was to you know or, or if someone was to I'm, and I'm happy to do it contact Netflix and go on the live chat and have the description discussion about audio description and go through the usual audio description is where an audio you know they go through the usual <laughs> they have a script and then if you say to them like I would like audio description on um, Roadkill for example this one from BBC. Yeah. And they say, well, unfortunately, and, and then what if you said, to them, but but I know it's on BBC. It's it's with audio description. Can you can you go and get it? I wonder would they? Maybe they'll action it. I, I might try. I don't yeah, know. do try. I, I think it'd be worth trying, Stu. I have to say, I'll, I'll try it. Come back on yeah. the next one. Here's an another question, which isn't directly connected with that, but I just often wonder. There can be films and um, series that are aided. But the promos aren't AD'd. Yes. Did you ever notice that? Yeah. Often, if I'm on IMDb or something and I'm looking up a, a series or a, t- a film or something that I've heard about, I'll play the trailer and the trailer never on IMDb ever, ever is AD'd. In fact, I don't think I've ever come across a trailer. I think that's the been only AD'd. ones who've done AD trailers, if I'm not mistaken, is Apple TV. Well, that's interesting. Oh really? It's it's not it's not so. important, but it's it is how you decide whether you're going to watch something. I think. Yeah. And often, especially if it's an action their... film, you have no idea what's going on because it's all the action and there's no dialogue and you don't know what the hell's happening. Yeah, I think Apple TV have their trailers uh, audio described for. I remember there was something called Servant on Apple TV a couple of years ago. That oh, definitely yeah. was. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Well, anyway, if, if it can by be the way, if anyone knows about it, will you email in and tell us because. Uh, and you see, to be fair to uh, Apple TV and maybe Netflix as well, because Netflix always said they will ensure their that content they commission is all you described. So but maybe it they isn't will turn. All, though, is it? it? It's not all. That is true. Yeah. Um, but they'll probably turn around and say, "Well, that you know, that's from the BBC. It's not ours." And yeah. uh, Claude, I think your point that it's just not important. Well, to that'll them, be I think, interesting. I, I wonder did they did they? Sorry for cutting across you. I wonder <laughs> did they commission Better Call Saul because they commissioned Breaking Bad but yet Better Call Saul which is the the prelude to Breaking Bad uh, on the new series doesn't have audio description and it took them ages to put um, to put audio description on on Breaking Breaking Bad Bad. and I suppose to be Netflix have a habit because the other one that they did this with is Lupin they didn't have audio description on that at the beginning Uh, but they did a little bit later on you loved that Owen didn't you I wasn't crazy with the first couple of episodes but and more because it was overdubbed in into English. But actually, once you get once I once I got past that, yeah, it wasn't too bad. I actually. think I struggled yeah. with that more because I was seeing you're watching the the, the, lip, yeah. the, the lip, lip reading. Yeah, yeah. 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 I can understand how that's okay. a bit a bit awfully. All right, but so, I'd, I'd be curious yeah. to see what people are you know people's views on AD from Netflix. Like I I, I open. It's funny now. It's almost fifty-fifty. You say, "Oh, that sounds like a great show." I put it on, and my heart sinks. Well, there's yeah. no AD. Yeah. You know, it's just so frustrating at this t- day and age. It's so frustrating. Yeah. It yeah. really is, isn't it? Now that said, there's the odd program that really doesn't need AD. Something that's wall-to-wall dialogue, and you just don't need it. But mostly, there's a benefit to be had. I'd, I'd say it'd be fair to say, what about yeah. like ninety percent of programming could, could would benefit from AD. And I didn't know, and actually, um, Oren, this is probably an example of what you were saying. Friends is not audio described on Netflix, but it is on Comedy Central. It is on Comedy Central, yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, Veronica no, Hicks' version is not on Netflix. Yeah, I've only heard one huh. one episode of it, or part of one episode. I'm not a big Friends, wasn't a big Friends fan, but yeah. No. I did hear Veronica Hicks. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm well, not either. Well, Stuart is all into Friends now since he went to the musical. So the best Friends the musical, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> Well, d- listen, the music was nice. The music was very nice. I have to say that. Really? Yeah, it's very nice. I can't even imagine what Friends the Musical could be. It just seems such a weird idea. I don't know. Anyway, look, we're, we're yeah, please give us your views about 
Netflix and that. I mean, my my view is is out there. It's you know, I've Netflix uh, subscription fees have gone up, and I think at least for my extra euro, I should be able to get uh, any program I want. But if especially if it's commission stuff with audio description. But mm. I will say fair play to Apple, even though Apple aren't making great content or they don't have a huge still. I would say this, they don't have a huge amount of content. Uh, but they are sticking to their guns and saying they're already describing whatever is on Apple Plus, and I'm still loving, although Cloud isn't so much, uh, slow horses. I, think I have really to get back into And you know, it's funny you mention Apple, Oren, because there is that you just know whatever you turn on, it's going to you just know it's going to be already described, and there is yeah. something mm. good about that. So yeah. yeah, good on them. But maybe we should kind of try to ask our listenership to galvanize themselves to contact now we, of course maybe we, we probably should do a bit of research and see if there's an email address or something that we could publicize for people to email and say listen you know can you please ad because unless they're being asked they're not going to put any yeah and maybe know, like what are the i suppose what representation if any are the let's say the world blind union or european blind union making yeah. to netflix or is there any lobbying from an organizational uh you know standpoint i, I don't know but i don't know i don't think so yeah, I think it's all on an individual basis. So. And again, Oren, because as you said, they're not mandated to. They don't have to yeah. do this. So yeah. why would organizations? Why would? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Will we move on to emails? Emails. Oh, we wonder, might as well. I wonder if Clodagh there. I'm oh. here. Oh, yeah, oh she's in makeup. <laughs> no makeup today, Stuart. So, uh, Clodagh, you don't need makeup. <laughs> oh, thanks. Don't You're so kind. It's only it's such a compliment. You four weeks to get to that one, uh, Stuart. Yeah. <laughs> I know, yeah. Sorry. Uh, oh, yeah. Even though you've been with us from the beginning, uh, Claudia, yes, I want my jingle. You want your jingle, okay? Of course I do. All right, here's your jingle. Hey. Thank you. <laughs> Questions and stories and feedback are plenty no, from yeah. all our listeners. No, yeah. We have about twenty. Sending a mail as they're sipping a brew. Thank you, dear listener, because we do love you. Otis in Baltimore, Derry in Dublin, Gordon in Scotland, and Shay Martin's troubling. Thank you, though, everyone. We love you so. Now let's have more email. Go, Clother, go! Yay! Hello, Clother. Hey. Hello, how are you? By the way, how is yes. Shay Martin? I hope he's okay. Just when his name is, comes up in the jingle all the time. So, Shay, hope, Shay. You're, hope yeah. you're well. Yeah, Shay, we haven't heard from you. Yeah. In, in, in give, us a, give us a shout on the. Yeah, we love you, Shane. We might, we might need a new presenter. <laughs> oh, stop! Ah, don't, poor Jan. I love Jan. Okay, I so Jan's we have two, we have two very quick, very to the point emails today. Oh, we like to the point, Claudia. All right, okay, yeah. Yes, not my style at all. I like to meander, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, Derry sends in an email uh, saying, "How are you, Derry?" Hi all, just to let you know, I successfully ordered my new Swarovski cane and it'll be here next week. For oh. anyone else, if you email them at info Swarovski, so I'll have to spell this, S-W-A-R-O-V-S-K-Y dot C-Z, they will get back to you. And you can actually just email them and tell them what you want or they will get back to you and tell you what they have and you can select from it or whatever. But they are really good to deal with, aren't they, Stu? They are, Clodagh. They're really nice people. And I'm just, I'm delighted to hear that uh, you've got uh, your new cane from Swarovski Dairy. But I wonder, are Swarovski going to give us a few quid? Because we pushed them on the last show. We did actually, yeah. Well, was, so we need to tell we, them because they probably We should don't be getting know. a yeah. kickback. We should. And, It'd be and interesting don't forget what we were saying earlier on, that the, the Braille conference in 2024 is in, is in Australia. Yeah, we, and we, we need to be there with our yeah. little stand. And all the guide dogs. And all the guy talks. Oh, God, that'd yeah. be some flight for the dogs, wouldn't it? Some flight for the dogs. Yeah, God, yeah. yeah, they'd have to get out halfway through. I'd be up front <laughs> having a glass of Bailey's with the pilot. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a go. Was that for the captain? So it'll be, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what Derry makes of his um, cane. I remember when Oren got his first one; it was he was like, "My God, this is so light." It's funny, yeah. Clodagh. I remember lighter, seeing yeah. it in Sight City, the first one I bought, similar to that, and saying, "It's so light." And then I went home. And a couple of weeks later, I got out my old uh, Ambutech just to see. And I was like, oh, my God, I can, I can hardly lift this thing, you know. <laughs> you get so used to it. Yeah. 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 So it'll be interesting to see what he thinks. Um, and our second email is from Amy from Lanx. And I don't know, is Lanx Lancashire? 
Ew, Chucky. Ew. Must be, isn't like, it? Lancashire, 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 my geography is obviously very bad, Um, (laughs) Amy says, loved your Eurovision convo guys, that chap you you interviewed seems lovely, we'll check out his podcast, what other music do you guys like? Oh, here's a great question, (laughs) I I think we were asked this before actually, (laughs) we were, yeah, 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 well people want to know, have you changed your mind yet, Stuart, still show tunes, Show tunes are great. I I love a bit of Ed Sheeran. <laughs> a couple of show tunes, as Oren says. You can't beat ABBA. Um, mm. you can't so you're painting of... yourself as a real owl lad, you know, and you're not. <laughs> well, he nearly is. Well, well really, nearly, yeah. but not. He isn't it's all yet. Downhill, it. <laughs> Oren, Oren has a much more Oren has a much wider musical taste than I have. Well, I'm just uh, it's funny. I'm just thinking. I, I know who you think I and I do love the Beatles. There's no question about it. But actually, okay, uh, this week, um, it's funny. I I never really pay attention to these things, and I was only reading that he had put a, an extra date uh, for. Is it next year, Bruce Springsteen? Oh and yeah, I would love to have gone to Bruce. They're sold out, but, aren't but they? They're all sold out. Oh god, yeah. I always re- I always come to these things too late. But uh, yeah, uh, Bruce Springsteen would be. Uh, and Eric Clapton, I love Eric Clapton, but Springsteen, I'd love to see him in concert because I mm. think it's it's great. Uh, he's great. Go- um, he is great. He's yeah. very good in concert, and uh, mm. he's playing the RDS, isn't it? Yeah, it's not. Uh, it's yeah, not three nights. Yeah, yeah, three nights in the RDS. Yeah, I uh, yeah, but of course, if Paul McCartney came over, you know, that'd be just it, wouldn't it? Is Paul McCartney still touring? I don't know. Well, he hasn't toured since COVID, but I, I think his voice is his voice is probably yeah. Well, he bit really? kind of what age is he now? He's seventy-nine. Seventy-nine. Yeah. Seventy-nine. Ah, yeah. he's entitled to retire at this stage in fairness. He is. Still. He is. Well, he's, he's writing his books <laughs> now, isn't he? What's, uh, is he? Yeah. Children's books. Children's books. <gasps> I read that. Yeah. Really? Is he? Yeah. His, his, uh, his, got his grandchildren. What's the, the, they call it? Grand old dude. <laughs> he's written uh, yeah, and he's illustrated them as well so. oh wow. I love that them. yeah we've got to take them uh, out he did lots of books well, uh, would he like to promote COVID. them on the show <laughs> because yeah. he can't get promoted anywhere else getting Paul McCartney <laughs> now <laughs> cool yeah. the jets there Stu a little bit I do wonder actually if there anybody uh, has happened to, to get his his latest book now his latest book I mean last year maybe the year before where he, it was the lyrics to all the Beatles songs, and he oh had yeah. little notes. He had his little notes written, uh, kind of, and they're kind of written. I think I believe they're kind of written in the side, you know, in the in the margins. Yeah. Oh yeah. So they're the notes he wrote, you know, for whenever they're writing "Hey Jude" or "Yesterday" or whatever. Um, but I'd love to know if if there was an audiobook version of that. I don't. Oh well. I don't know how you do that. I cannot remember the name. Quite of the book, visualized. Did you look it on Audible? I didn't. No, no. I have a look on Audible no. for you because uh, he may well have read it himself on Audible. Yeah, Sometimes it'd be great for you. Yeah, that'd be lovely. Yeah, it'd be fantastic. Let me have a look for you. So it's it's the lyrics plus it. the the notes they made at the time. Paul McCartney, the lyrics, nineteen fifty six to to the present, or dash present. That's what they're calling. You'd never know. It might be on. It might be on Audible. So who do I like music wise? Who um, do you like music? Do, yes. I well, you know, I have a soft spot for Crowded House and oh, Neil Finn yeah. in general, and Tim Finn as well. So that's that's a little that's we my little. We still don't know if they're playing this. We year. have I have a set of tickets for them in my little diary. I've transferred it now into the, its third year. Oh really? Because it was I got it two year more than two years ago, and uh, it was in Trinity. It was supposed to be a Trinity thing, and it still hasn't happened. Listen, if not, Clodagh, right? What we'll mm. do is we when we go to the Braille conference, we'll call and see them because we'll be in Australia. You know what? Well, they're they're not in Australia; they're in New Zealand. Well, oh, Tim and Neil are in New Zealand. They're not. Well, we just jump on a plane, and it's only a couple of hours across. Nick Seymour lives in Dublin. Uh, between uh, he's between Dublin and Clare. He's a big surfer. So we should get on there you go. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to take an action, Stu? Go on, no, I dare you. No, I've taken one action already today action to contact chart. Netflix uh, chat. I, that's all I'm going to do today. <laughs> I'm not taking oh, any more actions. Because I've, I've started to write down your, your actions, um, Stu. Oh, to God. There should be a whole you know thing of Stuart's actions. What ones are completed? There is a whole thing. I started it a few weeks ago, and it's I'm on point... What am I on now? <laughs> point 10. Seriously? <laughs> I am serious. Okay. I have a list of them. Yeah, <laughs> that's not good, Claudia. On top of the list is, is Gary's name in the jingle, but anyway. 
Clodagh, you'd be great on the stage. Oh, right, okay. You'd be great and amazing, Clodagh, holding people to account. Very bold. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us, folks. Uh, sorry we hadn't uh, got Jan, but hopefully he's finished washing the Grand Prix. Jan, we love you. And he'll be back in two weeks' time. And don't forget the email. Do email us with an audio message or just in text. Like or a blindy tip. At gmail.com. And yeah, a blindy tip. tip. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Bye. BusyBusyProductions.com.